What the fuck is up? Confused Buddha listeners. I'm sorry if that was a little bit too loud. Um, But yeah, dude. It happened. They let fucking Kyle Rittenhouse walk, dude. I'm fucking so shocked. I'm very surprised that he was able to just walk the fuck out of the courtroom, if I'm being brutally honest with you. Um, And once again, this is kind of going to be one of those times where we just have, uh, you know, the court of public opinion is incredibly off on the workings of the justice system, right? So this is going to be kind of difficult. I'm really just trying to come at this as objectively as I possibly can. Um, Not because I, you know, not because I'm like happy that he walked out of jail. I'm not happy he walked out of jail. I think he should have got, you know, they just let him off on possessing a firearm under the age of 18. I think if you were going to go down for at least one of those charges, that one should have been a fucking lock. I don't understand how you could be found not guilty on all counts. But it makes me giggle. Why? Because that's America, baby. And honestly, this course, this case doesn't affect me at all. And it probably doesn't affect you unless you're like directly related to whoever was affected by this incident. Like the, you know, the few people that were very sadly killed. Rest in peace to those people. Um... Or you're a member of Kyle Rittenhouse's family, but you're probably... Dude, do you think that Kyle Rittenhouse's family was like... This is one of the things that I thought was funny. So, you know, we kind of just had this go on, especially with COVID. We've had a lot of this go on. Um, You know, the, uh, the NFL draft, right? The NFL draft. There's a lot of people that, you know, hey, they pull up to Radio City Music Hall and they sit in the fucking... At the tables, we've done, if you're a sports fan or an NFL fan or any sort of fan of, well, yeah, any sort of fan of sports, you've definitely seen a clip of somebody, you know, getting up from the table, hugging, hugging family members, crying. Sorry, I was just, sorry. A little bit of a burp, but not bad. Anyways, you've seen people like, you know, crying, hugging family members, all those things, right? Then you also, in recent years, you've seen more of the, you know, the Tim Tebow-esque style things, you know, where it's everybody's at the house with the one guy, and when they get drafted, everybody's celebrating, they're all watching the draft on TV. Do you think that fucking uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's family was having a fucking draft party at the crib? Like, they were just sitting down, they had fucking whatever, it's on fucking C-SPAN, MSNBC. Actually, I th- did they get removed from the from the courthouse? I don't know. Who the fuck knows, dude? I just can admit, I just think it would be so fucking funny if they had like a draft party. Like, what kind of snacks do you have at a draft party for this? It's not even a draft. I mean, it is a draft party. He's getting drafted for the fucking gulag. Honestly, he's getting drafted for the fucking gulag. And you know, sometimes you just don't get that call. Like he, he you know, he draft dodged. Honestly, I think Kyle should should be going to prison for for draft dodging, if anything. But yeah, dude, um, I think that I thought that that was that was yeah. He's jumping for joy, but you know, rest in peace to those people that lost their lives. Regardless of uh, actually, don't not rest in peace to whoever that fucking dude was. That was a fucking pedophile with the child pornography. Honestly, um. I'm kind of saying this sarcastically. I have to preface it before I say it. But honestly, thank you, Kyle, for that, getting that absolute monster off the streets. Um, I'm sure that that guy from Old Dominion University, 
that you know was making the rounds on Twitter the other day. You know, like I said in the last podcast, my algorithm is not yours. Uh, my reality is not yours on the internet. So I don't know if you saw this, but there was a guy. Um, let me actually look that up. This is a little bit of a sidebar. Oh, do you, professor? You get to hear me fucking typing shit. Holy, okay. Um, this is from Jezebel. What the fuck is Jezebel, dude? What the fuck is this publication? Anyways, this is a more valid publication than fucking Jezebel. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Okay. Um, professor on leave after comments ab- about people attracted to minors. It's frustrating to be misunderstood. That's a, I guess it's a quote. Old Dominion University's Alan Walker is on administrative leave after their comments about the stigma minor attracted people face. Can we not just call them fucking pedophiles? Please, can we stop softening the term pedophile? We just had Epstein, dude. And we haven't even dealt with Epstein. Ghislaine's on trial right now. And, you know, we're worried about Kyle? This fucking twink? What the fuck are we talking about in this country? This country's going to hell. Shit's hit the fucking fan, dude. End times. Anyways, um, Alan Walker, an assistant professor of sociology and criminal justice. I wonder what they thought about Rittenhouse. Um, An assistant professor of sociology and criminal justice at Old Dominion University was placed on leave this week after backlash regarding their research and ideas on what they refer to as minor attracted people, or MAPs. Walker discussed in a recent interview their preference for the term minor attracted people over pedophile and why the stigma around the issue is a barrier barrier to treatment, which was interpreted by some, particularly on the right, as normalizing pedophilia. Um, or I, I don't know. I don't know how this is like a right-wing position to call people that are attracted to kids fucking pedophiles, dude. <laughs> what the hell is going on in this country? <laughs> dude. Yeah, that's kind of what this is. Uh, she, uh, they, sorry, my bad. I didn't mean to, genuinely, I didn't mean to like use the wrong pronouns because regardless of what you think of the pronouns, if somebody wants you to call them by, you know, they, them pronouns or she, hers, he, him, whatever it is, regardless of who they are, if they ask you respectfully to, or not even respect, if they ask you to call them that, just do it. You know what I mean? Be respectful to them. It's what they want. Like you're not gonna like, you know, make them feel any better by calling them. You know, if it's a you know trans uh, male to female, if you call him a dude or a he, that's sh- just stop being a dick, okay? Let people try and feel comfortable in their own skin. All right. Jesus. Anyways, I can't tell which direction Alan went, but I or if they even transitioned, I have no fucking clue. I'm sorry. Anyways, how is how is uh, calling people attracted to children a right-wing issue, as uh, Jezebel likes to put it? Walker's research is premised on differentiating between those who find themselves attracted to minors and those who act on it. I mean, that is important, right? It is important because obviously, it, let's just say that you live a normal life, live your entire life. Honestly, I have like the utmost respect for anyone that is attracted to children that has never acted upon it and has lived an entirely normal life their entire life and went to the bed or went to the grave with that secret, right? And and honestly, I do kind of feel bad for those people a little bit if you've never done anything about it because you've been a strong fucking warrior for the people, protecting the innocence 
of those who need the most protecting, right? By not giving into um, your deepest sexual fantasy. Um, so I do kind of feel bad for them in a, in a way. But it's also like, you know, what the fuck are you supposed to do? I'm sorry, but, you know, it's not cool to be a fucking pedophile. I didn't know if, you know, I didn't know anybody, you know. I don't know if anybody told you if, you're, if, if you were absent at school. It's not it's not cool to be a pedophile, right? Um, in, in their book and elsewhere, Walker deliberately avoids the term pedophiles for a few stated reasons. One is that pedophile technically refers to people who have attractions to prepubescent children. And wait, what? And Walker's purview is inclusive of individuals attracted to all age ranges of mind. Are we getting technical about what pedophile means now? Just so this person can create a new term to coin? What the fuck, man? I'm a little too fucking far deep down this. I don't know how I got here. Oh, yeah, from that pedophile that got shot. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I'm going off the rails, dude. It's Friday. Fuck. What the fuck's up, Denny's, dude? I'm back in it. Let's reset. Holy shit, this is high energy as fuck, dude. Anyways, yeah, Kyle shouldn't have got off with uh, all of this shit. He should have gone down for the fucking weapon thing and maybe, like, you know, maybe fine him 200 bucks for a uh, failure to comply with an emergency order from state or local government. I guess there was a uh, 8 p.m. curfew. You think that the police threw a fuck... Oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. Let me reset, okay? Let me reset, dude. All righty. Um, but yeah, uh, I've been trying to think about this for most of the day from some of the reactions that I've seen, um, on Twitter. I have one brought up here from, uh, New York Attorney General James. I don't know the full name of this person. Um, official Twitter account of New York Attorney General Letitia James. Is she part of the squad? I don't know. I don't really pay attention to politics like this. I just pay attention when people say silly things, Okay. I don't know why I got this like shit in my throat or whatever. I don't know. Do I have COVID? Who knows? But New York Attor- Attorney General Letitia James says, This is a dark day for our justice system. As a lawyer, I respect jury verdicts, but this is yet another reminder that our system needs to be uprooted and reformed. You know, I really don't know about that because I watched that new video and, you know, Kyle didn't shoot at anybody until that, that uh, what's his name, uh, Grosskreutz drew a gun at out and pointed the gun at him, right? And he admitted this in court, which is why the prosecution prosecution had his fucking head in his hand, right? So, like, and what do you want Kyle to do? Not shoot a guy who's putting a gun in his face because he has a gun? I don't know. If I was Kyle in that scenario and I was as out of my mind and as much of a fucking dork as Kyle, I might have done the same thing. But I'll never be in one of those scenarios. You know why? Because I'm staying at home, right? Just like he should have done. Stay the fuck at home, dude. And to everybody that's out there during that, like, riot thing, I saw I saw a little few too many fucking white people doing weird shit, like taking garbage cans and bullshit like that. And I guess maybe that uh, gross course guy, I think he, like, flipped over, like, a trailer and, like, lit shit on fire. And his in the prosecution attorney, the prosecuting attorney was trying to make it seem like he's like a he's like a saint and he'd never done anything wrong. Obviously, we're like anybody that's criticizing this uh, gross quotes guy isn't, you know, trying to equate what he did to shooting people, right? But who's lighting stuff on fire? Why go down there and just light shit on fire for no reason? Okay, 
I mean, not for no reason. You're like, ri- like you're, you know, you're riding, but not really like necessarily for the right reasons. Especially if you're like destroying like small businesses. Like, are you that you know out of touch with the uh, economic state of the country, even back in August of 2020, where it's like small businesses do not need this shit going on in their lives right now. You know what I mean? They don't need it. Not a single fucking bit. Okay, they're struggling as it is. The government has not helped them at all. Our government only gave out all these fucking loans to these giant corporations, and it created a giant, a vertical integration of wealth. All the wealth just went straight up because all those small businesses had to close. So, you know, hey, less competition. Awesome for capitalism. Let's go, dude. I love fucking capitalism. I love all that shit. Let's go. Fuck competition. What the fuck's up, Danny's? Obviously, I'm kidding. I think that's horrific. Like, who really enjoys going to Meyer, dude? Who really enjoys going to fucking, like, I mean, I get that Whole Foods is kind of cool, but it's still a corporation at the end of the day. I like a good mom and pop, okay? I can't, I can't, I can't lie. A good mom and pop shop where you know every dollar that you're, you know, spending is going to fucking actual real people and not just, like, some dudes that get, like, you know, what is it, like eight-figure payouts at the end of the year as bonuses. Fuck those guys. Anyways, I don't think this is really the, a time for our justice system to be overhauled. I think that, uh, you know, for different reasons our justice system should be overhauled. You know? Obviously, we need to have some sort of, like, I don't know, citizen-led, third-party governing body not associated with the government at all who comes in and you know, prosecutes um, crimes committed by police officers and crimes committed by the government. We need, like, a citizen's sort of thing, right? And they're like, oh, but that's what our country's for, the government would be like. Yeah, dude, we get it, but, like, you guys are so terrible at running the government and for, uh, you guys are horrible at, you know, you guys are horrific at justice. You don't, I mean, obviously, you know, this was a time where, Honestly, there really wasn't, like, justice to be served in this case, I don't think. I really don't think so. This is just a shit show overall. And <sighs> I'm getting off topic again. Let me go keep it on Rittenhouse. Let me try, okay? But let me try to keep it on Rittenhouse, okay? So, uh, honestly, like, seeing the alter, like the alternation or the the uh, total, um, you know, division of reactions like it's very polarizing these these reactions of people like they're on total opposite ends of the spectrum like the people that are on the right are stupid as fuck honestly they're so dumb okay and let me tell you why it's because now they're like oh it was obviously self-defense did you see the video dude did you see the fucking video dude did you see the video yeah but there was like an entire year right there was an entire year where the Republicans were like, Kyle's innocent. It was self-defense, dude. It was self-defense, right? For basically no reason. He's like, yeah, shoot those rioters. That's what the Republicans were saying, dude. They're like, yeah, shoot them. Fuck them. Shoot them. Who gives a fuck? We're just putting bullets in them. Hell yeah, Kyle. God bless fucking America. What a fucking American goddamn patriot. Right? That's kind of what the Republicans are saying. And the people on the left are like, he's obviously a murderer. He murdered those people in cold blood. Blah, 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 blah. Right? 
how is it possible that this is the opinions of people? This kid is not a hero. He's an, he, sorry for saying this. Cancel me if you would like. Kyle Rittenhouse is a retard. Okay? That's just what he is. I can't put it any other way. That's exactly what he is. Just think about it from your own perspective. Try to imagine yourself even feeling motivated to go down there and be like, yeah, I'm going to walk around the streets with my AR. Dude, who's doing that? Also, think about it like, yeah, I want to go to Kenosha, Wisconsin and burn shit just to, just for the sake of chaos. No, dude. And that's why the normal people in this country were just at home. It's exactly why everybody was just at home, dude. What the fuck's going on with my computer? My email popping up. Jesus. Oh, we got Rosenbaum trending. But anyways, the the polarization of this is just absolutely crazy. Like, here's what fucking Bill de Blasio, this fucking guy. Hey, does anybody, you can look this up if you want to. Bill de Blasio is like, we're bringing street performance back to New York City. And he just like hires a bunch of like, like hired actors to be like, these are the street performers. And it's like, oh, see, you're like, you know, outlawing street performance and bringing in these fucking paid art students to do street performances for the people of New York City during lockdown. Anyways, Bill de Blasio is a fucking moron. Nobody likes him. Who the fuck likes this guy? Said Anthony Huber, and I think, honestly, uh, this Anthony Huber guy I think he swung a skateboard at him. Who swung the skateboard? One of these two. I think Rosenbaum was the pedophile, right? Anyways, Anthony Huber and Joseph Rosenbaum are victims. They should be alive today. The only reason they're not is because a violent, dangerous man chose to take a gun across state lines and start shooting people. To call this miscarriage of justice is an understatement. Um, Well, first of all, Bill just fucking lied, right? Because if you've you know, really kept up with this case at all, for any sort of reason, you—that's what, because that's what I thought originally. I'm like, he's going down for carrying a gun across state lines, especially as a minor. He's going down for that. There's no way he's getting off. I just kind of, in the last few days, found out that, you know, the gun was bought, stored, and kept in Wisconsin, right? Because apparently Kyle lived just across the border in. Uh, was he from Illinois? Was he from Wisconsin or Minnesota? I, or I think it was from Illinois or some bullshit. I don't know. You travel across state lines, but the gun was in Wisconsin. It had been there the whole time. It never moved, right? So that's just blatantly false. I, I hope that, uh, you know, Bill doesn't get in trouble. Also, Bill de Blasio, what's his real name? He's got like a fucking Third Reich name, Bill de Blasio does. What's his name? Let me see this. Bill de Blasio. Warren Wilhelm Jr. Dude, come on. He was born Warren Wilhelm Jr. Are you kidding me? This guy's hilarious. I can't. Who are these actors we have that play our politicians, dude? Seriously. I mean, like, what the hell's up with these these politicians and changing their names? I mean, they fucking love it. They absolutely love it. There's that, there's that guy who's the, um, you know, uh, uh, rep uh, for the House of Representatives, I think in Texas. His name's uh, what's his name? Oh no, I, I, he's not in office anymore. Actually, I just I just looked it up. His name's uh, you might have heard of this guy, Beto Beto O'Rourke. His real name is Robert 
Robert Francis, parentheses for the nickname, Beto O'Rourke. Beto. Beto? Um, he is a fourth-generation Irish immigrant. His parents' names were, let me see. His parents were uh, Pat Francis O'Rourke and Melissa Martha O'Rourke, uh, maiden name Williams. Fourth-generation Irish-American. So why is this name Beto? What the fuck? He went to Columbia. This kid is an Ivy Leaguer. Why is he changing his name to sound like he's, you know, trying to be, you know, get sympathy with the with the Hispanic population of Texas? Can we stop pretending, please? Holy shit. Seriously, though, I cannot even begin to understand how Kyle is walking free. Seriously. Like, I mean, I can see that this is a... So here's the thing, is that... If Kyle would have gone down for all this with murder and gotten convicted of all charges, then the people on the right would have been like, yo, what the fuck, right? They would have been flipping a tit. There would have been a bunch of fucking good old boys down at the fucking courthouse fucking spraying it down probably. Who knows? I'm not inciting violence. I'm just joking around, okay? Anyways, but if 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 Kyle would have... or Now that Kyle has gone and walked free on everything, the people on... Uh, the left and I don't mean people on the left as in like leftists or like really progressive people who like you know or anybody that like you know is on the left that actually like is like yeah uh, actually I don't think that he killed them because if we're gonna take facts the facts as presented in court as facts then you know I think that he you know he shouldn't have gone down for murder certainly it seemed like self-defense I think you know hey three victims you know, anytime that there's three victims, it doesn't really seem like it should be categorized as self-defense. My bad again for the burps, dude. I'm sorry, dude. I'm just a little acidic right now. I, I might have to pop a fucking, uh, what are those called for acid reflux? A Tums? Yeah. Anyways. Um, they would have, like, you know, the people now the people that are, like, are, like, the Democrats and their, like, hardcore Democrat base. Like, the people that still believe in the government. You know what I mean? People that still believe in the government are like, oh, this is a travesty. How did this cold-blooded murderer walk free? But, you know, and of course, it was going to go either one of two ways. He was either going to go down for all of it or get off and not have to, you know, pay for the consequences of his actions with any of it, right? He is going to pay in terms of, like, in, in society, right? Which is kind of how everybody who, you know, um, you get you get what you have coming. Like there's a certain way that the universe doesn't allow you to get away with with certain things. Like every decision that you make, regardless of if you think you got away with it, will always come back to haunt you later, right? It just kind of puts off that type of you know, it it puts off the impact of that decision. But anyways, so if and this is the thing, I can see how there's a miscarriage of justice in this scenario because he did get off on fucking uh. Having carrying a weapon at, uh, or a rifle at the age of seventeen, how do you get off on that? It's like, how old was he? Seventeen. Was he eighteen? No, he was seventeen. Boom, done. Okay. I don't know if he's gonna get. I don't know if they've had sentencing yet, but they found him not guilty on it. I don't understand how he's not guilty of that. Because this kid should be going to jail for something. Okay. I don't know what it is. He should be going to jail for something, but definitely not murder. Oh God. I'm riled up, dude. I'm fired up. Holy shit, this is crazy, dude. And what about the parents, right? Shouldn't the parents be going to jail for, like, you gave your kid a gun? You gave him a gun. 
How are they not in trouble? Right? Jesus fucking Christ. And I can't understand, you know, not to just be completely biased, or not even biased, not, not to just not acknowledge it, but when when Letitia James says that we do need to re or, or overhaul the the justice system in this country, she's right. Not for this reason, I don't think. Not for this reason. I mean, seriously, we don't prosecute the actual criminals in this country, the ones that have created the most amount of harm for the for for us, for the regular people. I mean, my man Stephen Donziger, I don't know if I talked about this in the last podcast, I don't think I did. Stephen Donziger, human rights lawyer, right? He's doing six months in jail. They're trying to get him out, right? There's some congressmen that are talking to the, you know, uh, I don't know, whoever the fuck they need to talk to. Trying to get him out. And like the United Nations said, he should not be going to prison, right? So what happened with Stephen, I don't know if you've been following this story, but I have pretty closely over the past few years, or not past few years, but the past like, I don't know, six months. Because this man, he was on house arrest for like 800 days. And the house arrest was just basically imposed by Chevron on him. Because they got a judge, her name's Preska, right? This cunt, right? And I'm sorry for, it's a little bit crass to call her a cunt, Okay. But it's kind of what she is. She's just working as an extension of the corporation that is Chevron, okay? Jesus Christ. This case was like, so Stephen went down to Ecuador, right? Because Chevron, I think this is the right statistic, it's something insane like this, that Chevron was uh, dumping upwards of a million gallons of toxic wastewater just willy-nilly in the Amazon, not putting it in, you know, not disposing of it in an environmentally safe way, right? And they were doing this for 19 years straight, right? And there's indigenous people in Ecuador. I don't know if you guys, like, really give a shit about, um, you know, events that happen outside of this country, because you should, because when an American company or corporation goes overseas and unleashes hell on people, you know, how do you think that that makes us look, Right? It gives us a horrific reputation, but no, we're fucking worrying about pronouns and stuff. Hey, if you want to change your pronouns, hey, just, you know, be nice about it. If or if somebody asks you to call them by the right pronouns, be nice about it. Just be nice. Be accommodating. Treat everybody like you would want to be treated. Try and imagine yourself in their shoes, okay? Not every interaction in, in, in society nowadays is something that you should be trying to win, Okay? It's kind of like this whole ra- whole ratio thing. Like someone will put out like a from a somebody from say like on the right will put out some point that's you know somebody clearly doesn't agree with, and then they'll put up like a meme that doesn't acknowledge any of the things that were said, or they'll just put the word ratioed right, and it'll get more. I think it's more likes and retweets or whatever. Then I'm I'm a boomer, okay, whatever, fuck you. Um, but it'll have more likes than the original tweet, and that's ra- it's like you got owned, and it's like. This isn't, we're not solving any problems by saying ratioed, okay? That's why I have a problem with a lot of these people. They're just like, oh, ratio, ratio, ratio. Dude, do you not, uh, and this is why it's like, it's like 12-year-old children that are like, think they're Maoists, okay? Or think that they're communists, and they don't under, like, they have no concept of, of these things. They don't understand anything, okay? And I'm sure that there are, that you know, there's some that understand some things, but seriously, but Anyways, back to fucking Ecuador, right? So, and also let me give you some context to this this uh, Chevron thing in Ecuador. So, I read this really interesting book. I've actually read a couple of books by this guy named John Perkins. He used to be a uh, economic consultant, and he was like the head economic um, head uh, lead economist for this um, 
engineering firm that you know they do international consulting which honestly if you do like international consulting i'm gonna say from my experience of doing research and stuff you're basically you work for like the cia and the or something you work for some sort of government agency right if you're just like a you know international businessman jet setting across the globe making deals striking up fucking moves fucking you work for the feds, dude, because this is how this is, you know, this Chevron case is an example of of what our government or certain criminal elements of our government. I won't say the entirety of it. Right. But certain criminal elements of our government have been gallivanting across the globe, basically entrapping other nations, especially South America, back in like the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, entrapping those countries in a cycle of um, inescapable debt. Right. So that we can have basically free free access to their to their natural resources, right? There's a company called uh, Bechtel Engineering. That's like the biggest one nowadays. They are, they're the ones that do lots of engineering work around around the globe. But John Perkins wrote this book, Confessions of an Economic Economic Hitman, because he was the lead economist for uh, it's called like it was called like Maine um, Engineering in in, in uh, Construction or whatever, blah blah blah. He basically was working for the NSA. That's how the, he put it, because he was kind of recruited to do that. But he was given a position as head economic or head economist at this consulting firm when he was pretty young, right? So he's down in Ecuador, and basically his objective back in the day, he's he wrote a bunch of books or a couple of books about this kind of you know laying out what he did as a job, as a career, right? And you go down there and you meet with the government. We're like, hey, we'd like to modernize your economy. We'd like to bring you more so onto the global stage of economics, right? Which is when I, you know, when Alex Jones is talking about, you know, uh, the globalists, the globalists are trying to expand. Um, we have attack helicopters everywhere. Uh, the, the, the water's turning the frogs gay. The globalists are coming. They're coming. We're on, the, we're on the verge of thermonuclear war. That's what he's talking about is, is this. This is like an example of that. You know, and I get that, you know, people, you know, Sandy Hook, you know, horrific take. Horrific. I'm glad that, you know, those parents are getting settlements from Alex, you know, because that's, you know, that's what you, if you make a mistake, you don't get to just walk away scot-free unless you're, unless you're Kyle Rittenhouse, unless you are that dear boy Kyle, okay? Anyways, so you go down there and you meet with, like, the government and you also meet with um, leaders in, you know, the different natural resource industries, right? Cause, because in every country, regardless of if you have a modernized economy, there are people that do have, you know, the most authority and the, or the most, um, you know, they own the largest amount of natural resources in the country, right? So what happens is you go down there, you make all these you speculative macroeconomic models, right? Basically, you're estimating the cost that it would take to build all this infrastructure surrounding these natural resources so that you can um, get, you know, you can... Um, What's it called? You know, you can process more natural resources so you can um, extend your product, expand your production, and then therefore make more money as a country, right? Then you make yourself yourself more favorable to international trade and whatnot, right? So, down in Ecuador, this guy goes down there, and how they get them entrapped. This is the interesting part of it, right? So you gotta kind of gotta understand like rollover debt. You know what I mean? Because this is that's kind of this is how kind of. Uh, you know, bankruptcy occurs in, in corporate America for the most part, especially with big corporations. Like uh, like in 2008 when we had the, uh, you know, the economic collapse of the housing market. And we also had like people like Ford and GM, for example. They 
and I, I might be wrong about this, but this is just an example of this is allegedly this is an example of how like kind of like the rollover debt thing works, right? So banking in this country, the big banks, they you know they run the world because if there's quotes all over the place, especially from some you know some serious real deal bankers that are like, you know. If you allow, like, if you're allowed to control the money supply of a country, you control the country. It doesn't matter who's in power, how much "quote unquote" military force they might think that they have. If you control the money, you control the country, right? So, what are we all enslaved to nowadays? Oh, banking institutions. Who are we never pointing the finger at? Banking institutions. Okay, I hopefully, I, I hopefully, I don't get you know whacked for this podcast. But honestly, I, I think that they're probably giggling. If I'm the only person standing in the way of the government. And, like, if, if I become, like, you know, too mainstream that they're going to, like, you know, lose or their mission is going to be completely destroyed, they'd they just be fucking laughing, dude. They'd be giggling all the way to my house to whack me. They're like, this is it? This is the last guy we got to get? Anyways, um, we're all enslaved to, to banks, right? And most people don't even know that, like, uh... uh Okay, I'm go- I'm going down a rabbit hole. I'm going to bring it back. Okay, this is it's just some things that you need to know. I can expand more on this later. But one of the things that you know you really need to understand is how bank like how you know, sort of how banking functions, like fractional reserve banking. What does that mean? So, I think most banks operate honestly somewhere in the ninety five percent region, right? So if you look at or so if for every dollar invested, or so say uh, for every dollar invested, I guess. Or not not every dollar. So say you put five bucks in your bank, that means that that bank can then invest ninety five dollars of other people's money, right? So they and like when you go to the bank, that's why there's like not all the cash there, right? Because you only have to hold a certain amount of of money actually in your accounts as a bank. It's fractional reserve banking, right? So so the other money is out in investments and all these things. So when you want to retrieve a large amount of money, that's why you have to call the bank and like let them know ahead of time so that they can you know get your money for you because it's not really in your account it's out there somewhere else being invested or whatever right so if you honestly if you really wanted to make a if you wanted to bring down banking in this country it's not bitcoin you everybody would just go to the bank and be like i like to withdraw all of my money right then they'd be like oh that's not possible because uh, um there's not enough cash right so i think like five percent or six seven eight percent of our uh, of our uh, of the u.s dollars in existence are in cash right so the rest of it is just kind of fake numbers. What are we fucking talking about, right? It's also not backed by gold, so it's a fiat currency. It's worthless, right? Anyways. Rollover debt, right? So let's use Chrysler and GM as an example. So all these. this is one thing also that people don't really realize about corporations. They're not putting in their own money, right? Because they're so big. They have so much capital already that, you know, that they can go to a bank and be like, we want all of this money right as a loan right and we're going to pay you 1% back or they'll they'll get an interest rate that's very low like 1% right and so, but the thing is when you get a loan from the bank it doesn't really matter what it's for um when you get a loan from the bank you don't have to pay taxes on that money right so if there's one thing too about taking um um equity out in the value of your home say you own a home that is a pre- that is worth a million dollars right? Or $10 million. Let's say 10, right? I think it's up to like 70% of the value of your home. So your home's worth 10 million. You can go to the bank and be like, can I have 7 million cash, right? Borrowing it against the value of my home, right? And they'll give you 7 million. You don't have to pay money on that. 
you don't have to pay taxes on that seven million, right? So you can just use that as your income, right? And you pay back this like you know, if you have a ten million dollar home, the bank's going to give you like a maybe one, maybe two percent interest rate. Now tell me what. Now tell me how that relates to how much money you would be paying in taxes. Ooh, I think I just found a loophole. Okay, so imagine that same sort of principle with a the corporation. They're taking out like billions, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars in loans, paying back a very minuscule rate, right? But what if your business isn't profitable? How are you going to pay back that interest payment, right? Because the 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 bank does not actually care if you pay back the entirety of the loan, right? They only care about making back that interest because how does the bank make its profit? Interest, right? And what are banks backed by? The government, right? So the banks are in a, you know, they can't lose, right? And all they want is their interest. They're making their profit. That money is just out there existing. So let's say that uh, GM and Chrysler are not being very profitable. They're not making a lot of money. They're making they're they're operating at a big loss, right? They can't afford to pay that interest payment anymore. So what will they do? They'll take another loan from the bank. The bank is happy to do it. They'll take another loan from the bank to pay the interest off, right? But then that loan to pay the interest off has interest on it, right? And that keeps rolling over, rolling over, rolling over until the whole shit is fucked, right? And then when 2008 happened, that's when all of their shit was fucked. So then what happens? They have to get bailed out by the government. Who puts the bill? Us. Who loses? We do. Not them, right? Let's reform the criminal justice system for that, okay? I don't care about the economic impact. If we're going to have capitalism, we can't have these massive bailouts. People have to deal with the fucking consequences of their poor business dealings, right? Instead of yanking money out of the already crippled and struggling lower and middle classes that continue to struggle more and more, right? Does this seem like it's on accident? I don't fucking think so. Right, but anyways, back to Stephen Donziger, why he's locked up, and and how we've been entrapped other countries in this, these cycles of debt. Right, this is a criminal justice episode. Okay, so you make these giant macroeconomic models encapsulating all different, you know, variables of like, oh, we want to create a um, a dam, right, or a hydroelectric power plant, something like that. Hook it up to the river. We want to do all this, this, and that. And the promises to to the government and all these things is that, oh, we're going to make life better for your people, right? We're going to be, you know, when you modernize your country, the, the quality of life for your people is going to increase dramatically. Right? So they, uh, uh, and people like Maine are, uh, Maine is out of business now. They went, they went defunct in like the 80s. But, or they, 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 they were, they were almost defunct. They got scooped up by a bigger corporation that did the exact same thing. And then I think that corporation still exists now or that one failed. I don't know. Right? I can't remember. I just, I, all I did was read the book. Sue me. Don't, please. Anyways. So, they make these macroeconomic models. They're trying to create all this infrastructure for these countries. Sort of like, hey, this infrastructure bill that we're talking about right now. Interesting. Right? So, what will happen is you make these giant, giant, giant models, right? And you propose this to this country, right? The country, you get them to sign off on it. This is the whole deal. You're you're tricking them, right? You're tricking them, right? And the only people that are going to be enriched by this are the government leaders and the people that own natural resources already. They're going to be enriched. The aristocracy is going to be enriched. The already prominent class of people in that country is going to be enriched, Right? They're going to be taken care of. And those people, those people live in a separate world, right? They don't have to deal with the struggles of regular human life. 
So they live in a different world. If they're taken care of, the world is heaven on earth, right? They don't recognize the hell that's happening outside their back door. No, 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 right? So you get this country to take out a ginormous loan to pay for all this. But the caveat of doing that is that this corporation is going to come in with their American workers or their low-wage workers from that they outsource. They're going to they're gonna build it all so the people of your country aren't even going to be involved in building all this infrastructure. So they're not going to get paid, right? Because, because the goal is to keep as much of that loan in-house as possible, right? For, for your own profit. Because you're you're, they're taking a loan from you and paying you back through paying these engineering companies to build this stuff, right? So then that country basically cannot, cannot eventually by design, they won't be able to pay off the loan, right? And they'll be like borrowing money, all this, yada, yada, yada. Then basically the, the, they come to you and you're like, hey, let's let, uh, if you don't want to pay that loan off, you could actually, you could pay your loan off, but you're going to have to pay it out or pay it off by natural resources, right? So we're going to have the rights to all of your oil, Ecuador, massively rich in oil right they have a, a tons of um they have tons of oil under their soil right didn't mean to rhyme there but you know i'm a poet and i didn't know it but they have a lot of oil so i think the statistic was that for every hundred dollars worth of oil extracted from the ground in ecuador the people of ecuador get two of those dollars put towards them and their causes right then there's a little chunk that's for the government and then like $90 of it goes to corporations, right? Tell me how that is fair. Or tell me how that is just, right? So Steven Donziger wins a $9.5 billion, with a B, dollar settlement against Chevron for them dumping toxic wastewater all oh, millions upon millions, maybe even billions of fucking gallons of toxic wastewater into the Amazon in areas with native populations, you want to talk about fucking Indigenous Peoples Day. Here's a fucking story you should actually care about that was not pushed in the mainstream media. Why? Because the corporations have a stranglehold on the media. And that's a fact. There's only like six news corporations that exist. They own every channel that news is on. Right? Who owns those? Historically, incredibly wealthy people. People that you probably should not like. Or people that you don't even know exist. Right? And that's kind of on purpose, right? But anyways, Donziger wins this case against them. There were like there were like thirty thousand people that got cancer. There's like people have died, birth defects rampant throughout the Ecuadorian rainforest, right? It's another thing with the climate change people too. Do you guys not care about this fucking case? It's one of the most important cases ever because Chevron spent like a billion dollars on legal defense for this settlement they were found guilty in an ecuadorian court they had to pay this money they haven't paid it yet they haven't paid it because they spent the billion dollars fighting in america to basically to lock up steven donziger and make an example out of him right they basically i don't know how they've done it they've basically paid this judge right they've hired private prosecutors private prosecutors prosecutors work for the state how are they private prosecutors i don't understand how this works in this justice system okay somebody tell me Somebody tell me. I don't understand. Anyways, Stephen got put on house arrest for a minor, you know, they, they charged him with like contempt of court because he didn't want to give up his laptop to the, the, the defense, 
in this lawsuit. So they fucking put him on house arrest for over 800 days. He was on house arrest since before COVID. Stuck in his New York City apartment with an ankle bracelet on. For sticking up for people that were not capable of sticking up for themselves legally in a court of law. He's a real hero. He's a real hero. Seriously, he's a real hero. And I hope he gets released. He deserves to be released. But they, they, because, uh, because why would he give his laptop to the people that he's against in court, right? That's like, you know, playing football and giving the other team your playbook and telling them what plays you're going to run on every single down in the whole game. You're not winning that game, right? So they charge him for not basically, you know, giving up his hand. God, this country's disgusting as fuck. And as long as we're on the fucking subject of people that should be in jail, like, not even because of, you know, any sort of, not because she's a woman, okay? Are we going to, like, not acknowledge, like, how horrific Hillary Clinton is? I get the thing of, like, oh, she killed a lot of people. I mean, I don't know anybody that knows, like, 250 people that have killed themselves, right? Isn't it odd you know them, you've worked closely with them, they've worked for you, and they've killed themselves, like 200 people or some bullshit. Even at like 30, you'd be like, okay, not all of these can be suicides. You know what I mean? Allegedly. Right? But I'm talking about Hillary Clinton. Now, should Hillary be in jail? I don't even think it's for the emails. Have Has anybody, like, it feels like everybody's forgotten about the Clinton Foundation and you know, what they were supposed to do with those hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars, that they raised for Haiti after that earthquake. Around the time of, like, Katrina or some shit. I don't even know. How is she not... Did nothing happen with that? Because the last time I checked, Haiti's still waiting on the check. They're still waiting for the check to hit. So what happened to all the fucking money? Huh? And what? Hillary Clinton, she thinks that, I'm seeing today, she thinks Hillary Clinton Clinton thinks that Bitcoin threatens U.S. dollar as reserve currency. Um, yeah, it should. Honestly, it, it, it has the exact same method of being valued as the U.S. dollar does. Beca- it has value because we say it does, right? But honestly, Bitcoin is on, it, it has more of an ability to be valuable because if it's finite, Right? And the technology is really good, right? I like it. I like it. I like the blockchain. I like all that stuff. I like Bitcoin. I don't know because here's the thing. If we're going to switch to Bitcoin, that means the dollar has to die. And that will be hell on earth, right? But if anybody has really been paying to attention to the U.S. dollar or under, you know, has any sort of understanding about you know the Federal Reserve and all this insane levels of corporation or of, of corruption, rather, like... Why is nobody who actually commits crimes going to jail? Who went to jail in 2008? Nobody. When the um the credit or the 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 the, the, the what is it called? The um So you guys know how like bonds are rated? Right? Triple A bonds, which are like the highest level of, you know, securities that Here's something. So if you have like like traditionally, here's the thing. Traditionally, the mortgage was something that you would just, you know, everybody paid their mortgage, right? And when you went to the bank, you went to the local bank, and everybody at the local bank knew everybody, and the only people that got loans from the local bank were people in the local town, right? 
So if you were trying to pay your mortgage off or whatever, it was almost a lock back in the day that everybody paid their mortgage off. Who went, who got foreclosed on before? I've read about stuff. It didn't seem like it happened very often, right? Those are AAA rated bonds. And this is the thing with, you have like the mortgage backed security, right? So they were packaging. So imagine you have like a thousand different mortgages, right? The value of those mortgages is all put together into a security, which is something that you can like trade. And then those, those securities were put into like ETFs and all these like in, in, like index funds and whatever. And people were invested in them. Like there were unions that had their retirement funds invested in um, certain ETFs that had mortgage-backed securities in them, right? So you're basically betting on that these, these mortgages will get paid back, right? So what happens when you have a subprime mortgage, which is a mortgage that, and this is very, you know, very simple terms. You have a mortgage that, uh, you know, it, it has like a variable rate, right? So it'll stay low. The percentage will stay low, 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 low. You might be paying like seven, eight, nine hundred bucks a month, depending on the size of your loan. Seven, eight hundred bucks a month. And then once that, once that, once it compounds after two, three years, you're paying like seven grand a month, right? And there, and the people were signing these loans off to, uh, People that didn't even have any, they were signing those loans willy-nilly. Why? Because um, I think it was like the uh, Community Reinvestment Act pushed by Clinton, right? Where he wanted to, and this is the thing. A lot of, you know, there are tons of government programs that have, they sound like they're good ideas and they, you know, they have the potential to do good. But in reality, will they do good? Probably not. They won't be executed in that way, Right. So it was really that the idea of that bill or that act was to extend credit to people that are not traditionally able to get credit in the in this system, right? So with that, um, these mortgage brokers were just basically like because they make commission off of these mortgages that they that they sign. So we're like, oh, th- these are like the people that sell insurance now. Like, not to be rude, I'm get your money, right? I can't. I can't do this. I could do it. I can't do it because I ha- my mo- my moral compass will not let me sail my ship in that direction, right? But if there's people that are making like twenty grand a month selling like insurance benefits benefits to senior citizens, these people in their twenties, these are the same people that would have been selling subprime mortgages back in the day, right? Think about that guy from high school that was trying to get you into a forex scam. Same guy, right? Anyways, so. They're they're basically like they don't care whether or not this person actually has the ability to pay this loan back. They're just signing people up, right? So then these bonds should actually be rated like triple D or triple F bonds. These are like, you know, when that when that when that payment goes up, that 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 interest rate skyrockets. Good fucking luck paying that mortgage, right? So they but they were rated triple A because the credit raters rated them triple A because they needed the business and they felt pressured by the banks to do it. Right. So what happens? People invest in mortgage backed securities that have these subprime mortgage bonds in them. And what happens when nobody can fucking pay their mortgage after everything happens or all after the interest rates go up? Oh, nobody pays the mortgage back. The entire value of that mortgage backed security dies. Right. And that's what happened with the housing crisis, because people were taking out ginormous loans. They were wrapping in student debt, um, car payments taking out extra money to put in a fucking pool they were just give me all of the money i don't care if i can pay it back there's no down payment 
How insane is that? You somebody can give you, put you in debt six hundred thousand dollars, and you haven't even put up any money, right? You don't even need to have money. You just ha- need to have proof of income. In some cases, unless they're real scumbags, which a lot of them were, and there was a lot of racial profiling in that. Genuinely, there was one company that was giving out these these subprime mortgages, and they were targeting, you know, minorities. They were targeting people of color. They called them mud people. Genuinely, this is like in emails. They were calling them mud people. What the fuck? Okay, so why are we not reforming the justice system around these crimes? These crimes that have... Because think about, you know somebody that had their life destroyed in 2008. Everybody does. Everybody does. Right? Entire towns have been decimated as a result of 2008. Retirement funds. People that were in their fucking 60s about to retire, had to go back to fucking work after putting in a lifetime of work. And they couldn't even just sit back and relax. Why? Because criminals were allowed to act with impunity, right? So who's had the worst impact? Kyle? Or the banks on this country, huh? Who? I think that's a pretty simple answer, right? And also, Hillary, god damn you, right? God damn, Hillary. You know what I mean? Oh, Wisconsin. Here, one second. Wisconsin Republicans pushed to take over the state's elections. And then Hillary says, what would we say if we saw this happening in another country? We'd be saying that we did it. Because that's what's happened. What do you think? That's a threat to democracy? Hillary, you're a threat to democracy. You're a threat to democracy. You you demon? Ugh. I don't even know where I'm fucking at anymore, dude. I'm in another astral realm. Holy fucking shit. I've been going off on one. Okay? This is just a quick emergency podcast, okay? But anyways, back to Kyle Rittenhouse. He should have gone down for that that charge of being under 17 with an like with a rifle. How do you not? Can we please follow the letter of the law because we don't do it with corporate criminals, white-collar crime, we don't do it, right? But also, even if a big, giant corporation gets caught doing something bad and they get they get fined, they get fined like a billion dollars. Okay, they had like 50, in reve- 50 billion in revenue. How long is that going to take them? Three weeks to make up the difference? How does that hurt them? It doesn't. It's a slap on the wrist, right? Someone needs to go to jail, okay? That's the only way if there's real-life consequences, right? Because also, the money's barely real, right? Do you see how fucked up everything is? I hope you've listened to this whole cast. Everything is fucked, okay? And Kyle is the least of our worries right now. This case is the least of our worries, okay? We have bigger fish to fry in terms of who needs to be prosecuted, who needs to go to jail. We have bigger fish to fry before we can really even be talking about whether or not Kyle really deserved to go to jail or not, which I think he did, okay? But this shouldn't be the biggest story that exists. Fucking Steven's still in prison. Steven Donziger's still in prison. Free Donziger. Jesus Christ, I'm fucking... I can't even do this anymore. I gotta go to the... I gotta go to the fucking bar, dude. I gotta get a couple brews. I hope you've enjoyed this. This is fucking... This was a lot of fun just to rip. Just to go off. Okay? And I'll see you back next week on... What day is that? Fucking Wednesday or Thursday? Whenever the fuck... 
Or honestly, I might just keep doing this whenever I feel like it. I think that'll be more fun, okay? But I'll see you then, all right? Peace. This has been the Confused Buddha.